Welcome to a live, the live show of Coffee and Collaborations. I am your host, Kimberly Wimborn. I am excited this morning because I have, first of all, I'm excited for a couple of, of reasons, actually. Number one, I'm excited because I have an amazing guest. Number two, this is the first live fan club uh, podcast or fan podcast since I relaunched the show in March. And so I'm truly excited to do a live show. This is the first one. So we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> we're going to see how this goes. Let me introduce my guest. Her name is uh, Frankia Boost. She is an author, a speaker, a woman who wears many hats, mother, daughter, friend, woman of God. And so I'm so excited to have her as well. She's an entrepreneur. Um, and so you guys know, I love to have entrepreneurs come on to share some wisdom and nuggets with you all. So let's see if we can get some people on. We're going to share to our screens while I do that. Frankia, if you would like, you could go ahead and say good morning and tell us a little bit about you in your own words. Good morning. Good morning. I am Frankia Booz. I am author, like she said. Um, I'm a hairstylist as well. I own my own business. I've been in entrepreneurship uh, for around 15, 16 years now. Um, I am a wife of one, a mother of three, and a Grammy to two. And I'm excited to be on the show this morning. And thank you, Kim, for having me. You're absolutely welcome. And so this segment, <clears throat> excuse me, the segment of the show is called, you guys, so I had a, a afternoon walk. It was a late evening walk. And Frankia and I have been um, connected on Facebook, but we never met in person. And let me tell you, why did we end up meeting in person on this evening walk? We found out that we live in the same vicinity. Um, and so <laughs> we had a whole conversation in the street. <laughs> Just on our evening walk, she was like, "Hey Kim, thank you. Is that Kimberly Wimborn?" And I was like, "Who is that?" Because she had on a hat. You know, we're walking, we're incognito, and so it was amazing to run into her and to meet her in person. We had a conversation, and from that conversation, I got this whole idea. And so this morning, uh, hey you get your whole life is our conversation. So like I said, for those who catch the replay, let us know that you're here and you've caught the replay. I'm going to share with a few people. And uh, Frankia, as I share with a few people, I don't know, have you had an opportunity yet? Yes. To share? Okay, mm -hmm. awesome. So as I share with a few people, I'm going to put you on spotlight because I want you to tell us a little bit about your book. You have it with you. I do, right? I do, I All do, right, so, I do. I keep a copy right here. And I want people to know why you are an amazing woman because you have achieved so much, especially writing your book and what that book is all about. I love that because it, it falls in line right with what we're going to talk about today. Awesome, awesome. Well, this is my book. Um, It's called The Restructured Woman. Uh, the Restructured Woman is really, really a personal, personal project that I actually, I was called to actually put this project out for other women. And it's really about women having a 
uh, will be, they need to be strengthened in the areas of spirituality. And so I wrote this book for women that actually have a kind of shaky foundation spiritually and that they need to develop themselves in confidence and begin to learn that it's okay to be intentional about healing and also learn um, just different tips and different principles about walking in freedom and why it's so important and why you need it in order to be able to move forward and move into destiny. So this book is like, this is my baby. This is really like very special to me. I have been working on this book. I think, well, I, I worked on this book before I at least three years. And so when I first got it, it was really scary to me because I was starting to receive downloads and I'm like, okay, these are not my words. And so I sat on it for a while and I prayed about it and then I just put it to the side. But then um, there was a season where God was calling for it. And so I began to work on it and put some things together and there he was in the midst. And um, I could tell that I was right in tune with what God was wanting to do with the book because everything just began to happen so suddenly. I mean, things just begin to mesh pieces that were kind of, you know, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. What, how is this going to pan out? God was just showing up in miraculous ways to literally push me into getting this book into the hands of women. So I'm so excited about The Restructured Woman. If you don't have it, I suggest you get a copy. It's an amazing read. People are still buying it. I'm still getting um, some amazing reviews on it. And it's very, it's a very good instructional and applicational tool to use because there's so many different things in the book that you can probably relate to as a woman. And then also there are times where I know now we've been talking about mental health a lot lately, especially in our community. And one of the great things about this particular book, um, I think it came out 2018. One of the great things about it is in the book, there are scheduled mental health days. And um, I really didn't think that this was going to run into um, these different uh you know, forums that we're having about mental health, but it's so important. And so this book, it doesn't go into mental health deep like you would uh, be with maybe a psychologist or, you know, on that level. But it, it really touches different places where you need to know that you're not crazy and that other women are going through some of the similar, some of the same things that you are and that we all are go through something as we're moving through life. And it's not foreign for you to have certain particular sets of, of issues or different setbacks or different things that you feel like, you know, I can't get out of. So that's an, um, just a couple of things about the book. There's so much more in there, but I'll let T uh, Kim take over and we'll talk a little bit about the, more about the book later. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it because so it's so many nuggets in there, so many things that people need to hear. Um, how many times have each of us said to ourselves that we need to do something different? And that's what restructuring makes me think about. Like you may have a structure that's been working, but then also you might need to be uh, pushed out of your comfort zone to be restructured as well to do something more, to do something different. And so um, I love it all the way around, whether it's organization and, you know, finally getting a system and getting your life together, or it's you have it together, but you know, you're not truly walking in 
your purpose or you're not truly doing the extension of the thing that you're supposed to be doing, um, kind of playing it safe. And so <laughs> now, now you restructure. Um, and I love one of the things that many people know about my podcast, my business, is that I talk about God. Uh, and I, I, I can't do anything. I, it is my belief that I can't do anything without him. And I love that as a part of your business core, he, God shows up. You talk about him a lot and that's essential. Can you share with us a little bit about that journey? Was it something that was just pretty easy? It came natural or was it something that you grew into being able to just be open in the marketplace talking about God? Uh, well, um, I never found it challenging. I think I found it challenging for social media. Um, I didn't find it challenging in the marketplace at all because people were looking for God. They just didn't know how he would show up. Mm -hmm. And people that were not acclimated with maybe, you know, the church services or maybe having an experience with God or really dealing with the Holy Spirit or having a relationship with the Holy Spirit, they didn't know what to expect. So when you bring God to the table and you bring it in an authentic way to let them know that, hey, this is what God has done for me. And it doesn't mean necessarily your journey is going to be the exact same, but he's the same God. Yeah. And so if you can go to him the same way I go to him and you may go to him, you know, differently, but I'm saying just coming to God, then he's going to do for you the same way he would do for me. Your set of uh, blessing or your set of training or whatever that may be is going to be different. So you just got to understand that it's okay to be able to present God to people in your own way. You don't have to put yourself in a box in order to be able to witness, to be able to get people healed, to get people delivered. And a lot of people don't like to talk about those particular things, but that's what we're called to do as being Christian men and women. We're called to be helpers. We're called to be fixers in a, in a sense. And I remember one of my clients saying, well, um, I'm not called to be a fixer. Isn't Jesus a fixer? I said, no, he uses you to be the fixer. <laughs> As the vessel. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not that person. And I said, sugar, you are that person and you have been chosen and you are equipped to do it. And yes, you will need more training. You will need more development. But what I've learned that development only comes through application and activation, activation, application. And so a lot of people don't want to move and so they get crippled with the spirit of fear. And, um, and believe me, I've, I've, I've been there. You know, I've suffered with the spirit of fear. You know, a lot of yeah. people don't say that. They say, well, God has given, they quote the scripture. But I have been in that place suffering majorly from the spirit of fear and years of layers of how the enemy would use deceptive tactics on my mind to say, no, you're not worthy of this. No, you can't do that. No. Yeah. What will these people say? And, you know, all, all of the different things. So um, it wasn't really hard in the marketplace. People are actually looking for it. It's just really different when you're actually just kind of uh, going to a specific platform and that's what you believe in. And now people is like, you know, it's kind of all eyes on you and that's okay now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I think, um, Go ahead. I, I think, um, you know, people have in, in uh, my network, people have been shocked sometimes 
um, those who I've, uh, well, shocked in a good way because I'm very open about it. And um, I remember going on a podcast one time and, th and them asking me that, like, they said, you know, I, you know, I hear that you, I hear you talking about God quite a bit in your business. And I was like, absolutely. And they, you know, they said they don't see that that often in the, you know, in main street business. And I was like, well, it's a, you know, it, it's a necessity for me in my business. It's a core, it, it's a, it's like in my uh, organizational structure that this is going to happen. You know what I mean? And so, um, I never really thought too much about it. Um, one of the reasons I became an entrepreneur is so I could create my own systems. I can create my own core values within my company. I can create the organization that I wanted to create and not have somebody tell me I can't do something. So, you know, a lot of times we are restricted in our businesses um, because we don't know if our messaging is going to um, uh, turn someone off. But my thing is, who is meant for me is meant for me and my business. And if they're turned off by me talking about the things that are my core values, my core strengths, then I there's nothing that I can do about that except move on to the next one. You know, in business, not everybody's going to be a yes. Not everybody's going to be a connection and um, a, a perfect formula be made. So that's why there's so many other people <laughs> in this world. But yeah, you know, I wanted to ask you that um let me share with you all i got my phone going over here on vibrate i got to turn that off because that is a distraction to my brain okay amen everyone is not our audience absolutely that's that's the thing everybody's not gonna like everything and we can't expect that and the thing is we get so defeated and destroyed when somebody says no to our product, when somebody says they don't like a thing, you know, when the reviews aren't as exciting as we thought, we get so discouraged and we stop oftentimes. Um, but the thing is, if we have an organizational structure and we have our core values written out, that's why it's so important to have an executive summary, guys, and a business plan and all of those things when it comes to your business, because you can set and you can, first of all, some of these people that don't like what you're doing or have aren't even your target market so you know then there's like you're you're crying and upset about the people that aren't even really your target and so like family members saying no or family members not being interested well are they a part of your target market so anyway i could go on and on with that but the segment this morning is called girl or hey you rather get your whole life and we wanted to talk about that because we want to touch on some of the things that Frankia talks about in her book, which is confidence. And if you haven't paid attention, right there at the bottom is her information, frankiaboost.com is her website, Instagram and Facebook. You can find her at Frankia Booze and then also on LinkedIn at um, Frankia M. Booze. So that's I'm going to keep that up there for a little while. So for anybody that's watching, you can be sure to plug in and they can get your book through your website, correct? Yes. Okay, awesome. So the restructured woman, hey, you get your whole life. Um, and that is a conversation that we were having on the street <laughs> about uh, comparing about comparing, about being a mother or husband or whatever, being a parent and trying to also have a business, build your business, about taking time to rest. You know, she mentioned mental health. 
Uh, we talked about so much in that, what, 45 <laughs> minutes, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Was, I think we touched it all. <laughs> powerful. And then also walking, getting out of your comfort zone, knowing that you're supposed to go and do something more, but getting out of your comfort zone and then also association, like who are you needing to be around in order to help move you forward? Um, and so, hey, you get your whole life is a focus on getting all the components in place for you to move forward. As women, we have another component and many of us will or will not admit it. Good morning, Carrie. But we have another component of emotional intelligence. I'm going to call it, I'm going to say emotional intelligence, right? And so it isn't intelligent though, or is it hindering <laughs> <laughs> and so we talked about personal development, right? We talked yeah. about not just prayer, which is the ultimate personal development, but then also personal development, working on yourself to build up your emotional IQ so that you're not so wounded as women. A lot of times, some men, and it's not that it's a, a gender role thing. It's just a developmental thing. Some men are very emotional as well. We just respond in a different way. They might respond more uh, angry or you might say that there's a guy on your job or in your business or you don't want to work with him because he's kind of angry or tense. That's an emotional IQ development that he needs to go through. And for us, it could be, you know, you just cry at the drop of a hat or, you know, whatever it is. So um, let's continue our conversation around, girl, hey, you get your whole life starting with confidence and not comparing. What has been your experience? with that i see your faces <laughs> confidence and not comparing okay um i i have a a, a i guess a, a story behind that i was actually in a training last night mm -hmm. and one of the things when god began to speak to me about doing something outside of hair mm -hmm. it was very that was the hard part because it was like wait a minute i you know i got caught off guard here I'm expecting you to say something in this industry and you're telling me that I'm getting ready to move into a different uh, place and move into a different platform. Yeah. So one of the things about having um, confidence, I did not have it in the beginning because I just thought this is just different. This is, you know, this is out of my, you know, uh, scope. I don't, I don't do that. You yeah. know, this is what I do. And, you know, I thought you would give me something to enhance this. But you're telling me to step over here into this lane and this lane looks a little busy yeah. <laughs> and people look like they have it all together. And I am not equipped for this lane. And that was, you know, those were my thoughts in the very beginning. But one thing um, last night when I was in the training, what really blew my mind was that I am a, a educator. I want to teach people. I, if God gives it to me, he shows it to me. Not every single thing, but I, for the most part, I want to help women. I want yes. to, you know, make that uh, you know, that transition and have that aha moment. Well, it was kind of hard because I'm saying, well, how do you do this particular thing? And I have like five different areas I'm working in over here. And they're always talking about niche, niche, niche. And so now I'm comparing who I am and what I bring to the table with what I'm seeing with find your niche. Mm -hmm. Find your niche. Find your niche. And it is defeating me because now I don't want to move because I have 
seven, well, I said five, but I got 17 things. My mom always talks about me. <laughs> I got 17 things and I'm saying, okay, God, I got five seminars. I mm -hmm. have four trainings. I have seven conferences and all of these different things have a, hey, you get your whole life. So it's more than one thing going on. And what am I to do with it when they keep saying, and so it's society will kind of reflect what they, they think you should be doing. But when God gives you a specific thing, you may trailblaze. And so it may not look, so you can't compare yourself with what you see the other woman do or what you see um, other companies do, depending on how big your company is. You can't depend on that. You really have to go with what is the blueprint that really speaks to your heart and that's been developed and it's already in you. Yeah. And you have to have that level of confidence and how you gain that is you got to take small action steps. It's like when they say do it scared, it's really true. So that's some of the things that um, I guess I struggle yeah. with trying to move and not compare myself with other yeah. people that I can talk about healing one day and then mm -hmm. I may be talking about hey you need to get your calendar in order. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so a lot you know a lot of people will say well well what does she do? Well she does a multitude of things. It's just like you said before, the people that are called to you, they will be drawn to you. And yeah. so that's how that, you know, kind of yeah. came to me with me. You know, and I, I when I think about what you just said, I process it, you were talking about the niche and yeah. that is the thing, you know, so many of us have gifts, lots of gifts, different things, skill sets, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, and I've been caught up in that before too, because of that, we're pulled in so many different directions or allow ourselves to say yes in so many different directions that yes. aren't necessarily outside of the structure that we're supposed to walk in. And then as a result of that, because because you're all over the place, you really don't have the opportunity sometimes to be the expert that you could be in a specific mm -hmm. area. So that's one component of it. But then also, um, you may be you may be functioning outside of where your excellence is. Mm -hmm. You may be functioning outside of that niche that you said that you wanted to build and develop, and that's your strength. Mm -hmm. And then you find yourself kind of First of all, pulled all over the place in so many different directions. And then second of all, you're not studying at the capacity that you know or or being in your um, field um, as much as you're supposed to be. And then mm -hmm. it's you that are the person that is beating yourself up. And now that's, I think, a part of the comparison. When we mm -hmm. don't perform in the way that we're supposed to sometimes, that's just one component of it. And, and what you mentioned as well, mm -hmm. then we begin to say, you know, um, oh, this person over here is doing it better. Oh, that person over there is doing it better. Or, or maybe I should do this. When all we need to do back to being restructured or structuring our business is sitting down and saying, what is it that I am supposed to do for my niche yeah. crew, for my target market? that aligns itself with my core values, my organizational structure, my business plan. And then you don't have to look to the left or to the right. Like that business plan and that executive summary and all of those things 
help us to stay on the vision, on the plan, on the path and stop comparing. But then another thing that you said, and I thought about this, there's no carbon copy, right? There's no other Frankia. There's no other Kimberly Wimborn. There's no other uh, Frankia Booz. There's no other Carrie Lynn Miles, Laura Jones, whoever's watching. There's no other you. So while somebody may be doing something similar to you, like a hairstylist, there's so many <laughs> hairstylists out there, right? But nobody is you. And so the those people, so you got your thing that you love to do, maybe it's color cut, whatever it is, you have your thing that you like to do and you know you've mastered it. And the people that come to you, they love you, right? But you still beat yourself up, compare yourself to the girl up the street that can do, or the guy or whoever up the street that can do the banging his quick weaves and whatever. And that's not even your ditch. And, <laughs> and that's what we do. That's what we do. So if we stay focused on vision, number one, and then secondly, focus on the fact that we are no carbon copy, like there's no other you. So even if that person can do a color cut better than you, so somebody else says, the next person will say, well, I love you. you. This is the best I've ever had in my life. You know, that's just an example of an industry. It could be across the board for a chef, a financial advisor, a, an author, whatever. Somebody's going to love it. That person that it speaks to or that you, it's, it's, you're supposed to connect with, right? Yeah. Would you have something to add to that? Well, I think that like what you said, it's like you're not a carbon copy. Yeah. So that's like just a profound statement in itself, because what happens with us is we like you said, we become a sponge and we're like, OK, especially if it's something new you're going into, you're yeah. looking at examples to try to model yourself after. And yeah. that was a very hard thing for me. Do I model myself after this person? Do I model myself after that? And then I had to kind of come into my own. You know, I, my personality has to stand out in the beginning. I was just like, OK. How am I going to do this? And for a while, I wouldn't move because I'm just confused on how to present this new thing um, that I'm doing. And then I had to come into the knowledge that there are multi dimensions inside of me. Yeah. When absolutely. I when I put a cap on that, then I don't live out to my fullest, and I'm 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 not living to my fullest potential, but I'm also unhappy because I know that there's more in me. And yeah. I, we burst it over like I got all this stuff and I, and I want to release it. And how do I get it out and, and so forth? And um, eventually, with some help, yeah. it, it came to pass and I began to move, and, you know, and I've been going ever since. But in the beginning, it can be challenging, but just know that it can be done. So I yeah. hope that the one some hope that you, you can and you will. You definitely will. If it's there it will make its way out. So I got a question for you because I know we both love mentorship. And uh, <laughs> so I want to ask you, you know, for, for your journey through all the things that you're doing, um, author, speaker, you know, workshops, events, all the different things that you're doing, hairstylist, uh, running a business for over 10 years, what is it that has helped you from a mentorship perspective? How has that helped your mindset or whatever else it's helped uh, to evolve into the woman that you are today? Oh, 
I have several mentors. So mm-hmm. some of them have been emotional and spiritual. Yeah. They've had to cradle me <laughs> like a baby. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So they've had to really put their arms around me um, so that I felt protected in a new lane. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and then I've had organizational mentors and coaches mm-hmm. that said, hey, uh, you can't straighten it out, but it's easy for me to do it. And, yeah. you know, and they they can they do what they do. Like you said, they actually are a master in what they do. And when they do it, you're looking at your project in a totally different way that you did before, because at first it felt like it was just all of these 25 pieces. But in actuality, it was really all only one because it was really flowing out of you. Mm-hmm. And so you get some organizational structure. So mentorship is so important because it actually uh, allows you to see your blind spots. Absolutely. And it, you know, just, there is more in there and, and, and come out. Um, I was talking with my husband last night and I was talking about, with one of my uh, spiritual mentors some years ago. And we were talking about confidence, <laughs> how ironic. And I remember um, when I say some years ago, I was playing down myself to be able to be included in a particular group. Okay. Most of the time, you know, you go into a room and, you know, I, I know a lot of people. So sometimes, you know, even with you knowing a lot of people and I'm, I'm easy to talk to. So I would end up just being all around and I'm talking. So I'm trying to do something different from what my personality is like. So I'm really trying to like, okay, I'm not going to say this. I'm going to tone down my hair. I'm going to, you know, and I'm really trying to put a cap on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know what it's like. And so I go and um, I leave this particular function and I get a call immediately. And she says to me on the other end of the phone, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. She said, what are you doing? And I said, I don't understand what you're saying. She said, do not play yourself down for anybody. Yeah. She said, stop it now. These were her exact words. Stop it now and be who God called you to be. Absolutely. And I cried. Mm-hmm. I cried. That's and powerful. I cried because I'm like, how does she know this? This mm-hmm. is my secret, you know? Mm-hmm. My secret. And she's like, mm-mm, I see it. Stop. Yeah. And so mentorship will come in. And when you're trying to do things that are not you, mm-hmm. and say, that's not who you are. You know, mentorship will put you back on the lane in your lane. And then they will fortify you. They will yeah. help you and they will push you forward. And you need someone that actually can really be um, somewhat. Even, I mean, I've had mother figures. I've had so much mentorship. So I can really give God the glory for that because I know that it's lacking in a lot of women. Yeah. And so yeah. it's very important to seek that out. I think, you know, and, and what may, what I just thought about is you were talking about mentorship association can also be mentorship. So like the people that you are around, are they feeding you in order to help you to, you know, those nuggets, like you just mentioned somebody saying, uh, your mentor saying to you, you're not walking in your authenticity, basically like, Mm -hmm. but what happened? Where is that I know that God has put out here to do the work or the ministry, whatever it is. Um, don't dumb that down. And I, you know, yes, I have, I have tried to fit into a mold. I think we all have in one form or fashion in our lives, 
um, try to fit into a specific mold that uh, others have created for us. I remember as a little girl having this dream to be an attorney, um, but at some point in my life, I realized that that wasn't actually my the mold that you know the the thing that really fed me going down that path. I think some people said that they they said that um they do feel interrogated with my questions. <laughs> so now I'm, <laughs> so now I'm walking in that in in media and the different things that I do. Um, but also when it comes to helping entrepreneurs and different people to you know grow their business or think through ideas or different things like that because the type of mind that sort of inquisitive deep dive mind that I have I see why you know uh, people could see that in me and were pushing me down that path but it ended up being something that wasn't meant for me and I'm so blessed and so glad that I had people to come alongside me to also encouraged me like my mother, even though she wanted me to follow that path, she also was like, whatever it is that God is saying for you to do or whatever it is that you're supposed to do, then do that. And then having friends and associates that lead you to groups. And, you know, you were talking about being a part of a group or wanting to be a part of a group. And sometimes we want to be a part of things that aren't even meant for us to be a part of. And sometimes that's a gift that you couldn't be, that you weren't accepted. It's a gift and because you weren't supposed to be there anyway. So that is why association is so key and being focused on our vision, the vision. Did that group have anything to do with helping to uplift or strengthen your vision or what you were supposed to be doing at that particular time in your business. You know, th that's the thing. Sometimes it's a blessing that we don't get the things that we want. Um, and so um, I have a dear friend who speaks life into me all the time. He's always like, you're, you know, you're kind of hiding behind a bunch of Kimberly that's trapped down in there. I'm putting word, I'm, I'm summarizing it kind of poetically. But that's basically what he's saying. Like, you're, you don't have to stay in that cocoon forever. You know, when is the butterfly really going to spread her wings fully? And that's the thing with mentorship and association, you know, being able to be your authentic self and have people around you who serve you in that capacity to help build up your confidence and um, belief in yourself that you can soar and they welcome it. They're excited to see you. Nobody's hating, like they're excited. Not that I really focus on hating, but anyway, they're excited to see you walking your authentic self, just like that woman that you mentioned. Yes, yes, I, I truly believe that. I believe that association is amazing. Um, in the beginning, I didn't know how important it was. Um, yeah. So when you are kind of birthed, uh, when I say birth meaning, when you begin to develop and move into a different thing, mm -hmm. when you're birthed in the, the secret pl place, but we won't go all the way in there. But <laughs> when you go to that place, you're alone. Yeah. So you kind of carry all of the weight because you're trying to figure out how do I, you know, like you said, get out of this cocoon. I'm moving. I yeah. got my leg out. But, you know, I can't really see anybody. I'm, I'm kind of blind. I'm just kind of in my own space. I'm in my own world trying to figure out everything. But as you evolve, you begin to make those contacts. You begin to, um, God begins to bring those people in your life. And I really believe in God connections. And I believe in, in divine connections where you will run into your people. Um, you will run into the people that, you know, just 
to tell you to keep going. You will run into people that will say the strangest things to you to encourage you to continue to move forward. And we need each other. Absolutely. We need each other. And so that's an amazing thing um, that I I had to learn. Yeah. Learn. Connection you know is essential. You know how they say, yeah, they say this thing about don't tell everybody your dream. Yeah. Well, if you don't tell anybody, how are people going to help you with your dream? Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you have to have a level of, of discernment, but also know that whatever God is giving you is yours. It's yours. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it, then nobody's going to do it because nobody is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do believe that. And I believe that um, I believe that there will be people that will try to have a version of what you have put out. But mm-hmm. to your point and what like what we've been talking about, there is no carbon copy. There is no you. I do believe that we can sit on things that are meant specifically for us to be able to enlighten and and help that person out there that we're supposed to help. Like, I do believe that, um, that there's somebody waiting for us to, you know, like kind of give them a nudge or a push. But I don't think that that necessarily means that that's not going to ever happen for them. But yeah. I believe that if we really truly do the things that we're supposed to do, um, our clients will be served better. Um, the people around us, our family members will be served better. And yeah. so once we say yes to the discomforts, once we say yes to you know all the different things that we're running from, then we'll help more people that we don't even realize we can help. We don't even realize that our message is going to be so powerful, our business model or our, our business itself is going to be so dynamic for them to serve them. So we, those of you who are watching, who don't feel like, you know, who felt like you have been fitting into this mold and it's a mold that others have created for you. And you're like, you know, tight in this mm-hmm. box and feel like, wow, you know, there's something missing. There's more that's missing. The whole thing is to seek out your whole life, get your whole life. Like, Seek out the associations that you need to to make, the books that you need to read, the audio, um, the audibles and all of those uh, personal development tools that you need to access, the classes and workshops. We, we are lifelong learners. As long as we're breathing, we can keep living. All of these different things to get your whole life, to have the confidence to walk in your true authenticity. And I want to talk, uh, Frankia, about investments in yourself what investments in yourself have you made in order to evolve um and was it like easy or was it kind of difficult to do that and how did it pay off was something that you've done that you were kind of on the fence about but as a result of doing it it paid off um i want to say investing in myself has never really been hard it was just a matter of frankie are you going to do this yeah are you going to do the work? You know, I believed in the person they could do what they said that they were going to, they could do, you mm-hmm. know, after watching or, um, you know, as far as coaches are concerned or kind of maybe going to a class or so forth. I think my biggest problem or the biggest challenge for me in the very beginning was it when stepping out was, am I going to be able to do what they're requiring? Yeah. So I didn't realize what it was about. And so I really had to take the leap into saying, I'm just going to try it. 
Um, I'm not going to have any expectation of myself or that particular person. I want to do it because I need to experience it. I need to know what it's like to have a coach um, on this level. I need to know what it's like to take this training or this class. I need to know what it's like to take virtual. I need to know what it's like to actually sit in a room full of other women that are actually struggling with the same issue and be okay with it. You know, um, those are some of the things that I struggled with. It wasn't so much of the giving, uh, the, the paying the money, though there were financial challenges, you know, uh, along the way, as far as kind of, you know, new coming into it new, I had to find the money. Like, how do I do this? How do mm-hmm. I pay for this? But for the most part, those were my challenges. So yeah, I had a couple of them when it came to um, investing in myself. But after I decided to take the leap to invest in myself, it was one of the greatest investments that I could have made. And one particular investment was a coach. And I didn't really realize somebody actually um, referred her. Literally, we were at a coffee shop and she turned the computer around and was like, hey, try this lady. And I'm like, who was this lady? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I began to research and research. And then I decided to reach out, not knowing that there was some type of um, kind of not a trial, <laughs> my, but um, yeah. there was some type of like application process to actually uh-huh. work with this lady. And I'm thinking, I don't have a clue of what I'm doing. This lady is not going to accept what I'm doing because I don't even know what I'm doing. And when she came back and said, well, hey, welcome. We're going to be working together. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And yeah. it really took me to a totally different place. It, mm-hmm. it, it, that training, that uh, dealing with the coach and, and we were one-on-one for maybe about a year. It really transitioned me into a different place of even believing in myself on a different level. Because like you said before, you don't know. You don't know who you are affecting. You don't even know what you're carrying sometimes. You don't know what you have. And so as you develop, you begin to, it's revealed to you to other people because you don't know. It's just you. You're just doing what you do. And And so you don't know. Exactly. (laughs) So sometimes it takes other people to say, no, this is, this, this is worth looking into. You'll say, well, no, that is, you know. And we'll play it down. No, that's not really a big deal. They say, no, that's amazing. Look into that. And so um, that was a great thing about having people around and investing in myself that actually took me to a different place and what I looked um, as far as within, how I looked within and how I even looked at the projects that I was creating. That's awesome. And, you know, I, I was one of those that was like, what I need a coach for? Like, <laughs> I went to college, you know, not like snooty or anything, but like, I went to college. I went to cosmetology school. I apprenticed with someone after cosmetology school. I took the business classes. You know, what's all this? And I'm paying for somebody? Like, what is that? You know, that was me years ago (laughs) until I began understanding the the value. Like you were talking about having that one-on-one, you know, I really began to understand mm-hmm. the value of a of a coach. And 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 that's the thing. Many people are calling themselves coaches and mentors, but aren't necessarily um they don't uh have the full skill set to take you all the way to where you need to go. And I love a mentor or coach that knows their subset. They know exactly their skill set where they could they can thrive and help you to thrive. And then they'll send you on 
to their associate who's going to take you to the next and so forth and so on. Um, because you can't, you not, everybody is not always no. at the level where you, you are trying to go. And um, so having a coach that knows that and can take you to a specific place and then lead you yes. to continue to drink the water. Yes. Not, you know, like, oh, well, that's all I can do. Going off about your life. Oh, and then when they have another class, they're inviting you to that class because now they have leveled up. Well, now you've taken a whole year or six months or whatever it is, and your journey has been stifled. Well, I love that. Now, if I have somebody like that, that's when I began to be like, okay, yeah, coaches and mentors are powerful because I, you know, nobody has time to waste. Understand the power of vision and know what you see is what you get. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And what you see, what you see is what you get. And so that's why we have to see more. That's that power of vision so that we can get more. Once you see it, yeah. you can receive it, manifestation. So I want to talk, you touched on women for a second and um, the circle of women. And a lot of times people feel like women, we can't work together. We're catty, you know, all of that stuff. And you've worked with women for quite some time now. I want to know as an entrepreneur, as a woman who works with many women, what is something that you can share <laughs> with those women out there who are like, now nah, I'm not trying to work with a whole bunch of women or just, you know, a journey or part of your experience with working with women successfully because we can do it. In my I, opinion. I believe that we are actually uh, called to work with women. I believe that we also, that is our DNA. We're women. So why wouldn't we be able to relate? to yeah. other women. I think sometimes what happens is, is those insecurities get in the way and everybody has them, but you have to put that stuff in, you know, you have to have a level of self-control to say, no, I'm not going to let this or this thought, that just goes back to the spirituality part of it. I'm not going to let this thought sabotage my relationship with this woman mm -hmm. or someone that I know that can help me or somebody that's actually been placed in my life. And sometimes you have to evaluate those relationships and those women to see why are you here? Mm -hmm. What are you here for? Are you here to receive something or are you here to give something? And either way it goes, that's just the season that you're in and that's okay. And you just go through that season and you develop those relationships and hopefully there'll be long lasting ones. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they are. And me working with women has been phenomenal. I love women. I love working with women. We cry on each other's shoulders. Whenever we mess up, we can say, girl, I messed that up. Yeah. And I'm not going to to a bunch of men and be vulnerable in that right. I'm not going to do that. So yeah. you need a woman. You need girlfriends. You need women where you can say, um, I was dragging this morning to get together. And, and there you go. There she is with your cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because she understands. She can relate to it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm in this particular time of the month, and I'm just mm -hmm. out of whack. And, <laughs> you know, and let's be real. And you get there, and you're just like you you you. What they say? I heard someone say, um, you know, you got an attitude, and you know, women understand stuff like that. Do you have? And I'm talking about people that you actually develop a relationship. They can say, "You off today?" You know, yeah. you're. You know, are you all right? You know, you do it something that we need to talk about. And so that's the wonderful thing about working with women is that they actually have some of the same challenges that you have. And so we kind of work together and complement one another in order to be able to get work done. Even when it comes 
women where when I'm putting on events and so forth. One of the things that I love about women is that we're nurturers. And that's a big part of my brand is that I want women when they come to me to be nurtured. I want them to feel loved. I want them to feel like whatever's been missing. Let's see if we can fill this void. Now, sometimes I try to play the perfection role in that. And, and I'll just be honest. And it, and it, it's worked to a certain degree. But I just want women to really feel comfortable with being around me, women to feel healthy when they're there. I want them to understand that they matter. And so one of the things that we concentrate when we're doing conferences, when we're doing seminars is I always say, don't let any woman go untouched. Yeah. Don't let any touch every woman in the event. Make yeah. sure you make contact with everybody. I don't want anybody sitting to themselves. You know, some people will show up by themselves. And yeah. so I want them to know that this is a, you know, we have a sisterhood that you can come in and say, Hey, I had an amazing time. I didn't know anybody, but I came in and they accepted me as their sister and not that they were looking at me with a side eye. Right. So, you know, I believe that we can work together and I believe it is a myth that actually keeps us separated. And so yeah. I think that's one of the myths that need to be dispelled that women can't work together. Yes, we yeah. can. We can do it yeah. successfully. Yeah, yeah, we can. We absolutely can. Now I tend, I'm like, um, I work with women and I work with men. I work with a lot of men and I have, um, because I've always been kind of like a home girl, uh, with the fellas. So I, I work with a lot of men and I remember in 2015 when God was kind of pushing me to work with more women, I was like, well, you know, I was almost falling into the myth. And the reason being is because of experiences through the years. And, um, what I began to realize is that, or what I began to hear in my study, reading all of that and building my own personal development. And that's the key in anything. If we're working on ourselves daily, you, you mentioned being transparent, basically, mm -hmm. integritous and caring, loving. Those are key traits that if anybody carries, then you can work with almost anybody. You can pretty much work with anybody. Mm -hmm. So really it's more about if you can't, if a person says, I can't work with women, I can't work with men, then what is it in you that you need to work on? Exactly. It's not them because you can't control anybody else, but you can control, you can control your responses. You can control how you um, emit or your actions, what you put out. You can, and what you put out in most cases is what you're going to get back. Exactly. Now, when you don't, you can't control that, but you can control your response. And so I began to realize that I can't say, if you continue to say a thing, I can't work with women. Women are catty. Men are this. Men are that. Children are da 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 da. You know, now I'm going to go ahead and say with hair, I did start working with children because all that kicking and screaming when I was doing hair, that was getting on my nerves. But, you know, after, <laughs> and it was hurting my back. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I'm talking about personalities, little jokes. Yes. But yeah, once I begin to say, I can do, I will do, we will be great. We will do this together. We will play dragons. We will accomplish much. Then that's what showed up for me in my business. And um, that's a really, that's really key to collaboration for those who ask me all the time, how is it that you collaborate so well with different people? It's because I work on me, because I work on me first. Like I'm not looking for anybody to be perfect. I'm working on me first. And then you can work with almost anybody.
you know. Um, Pamela Orr, thank you for being so real in today's session. Absolutely. Yes, this session, for those who just joined and um, didn't know, this is called Hey You, Get Your Whole Life. So we're talking about being an entrepreneur, being just a woman or a man, individual, personal. We're talking about personal development. We're talking about your whole life, spiritually, mentally. The way that we met, we were exercising. We were out walking. So <laughs> those key things that we need to do in order to have a successful life, in order to win, whatever that is for each of you individually, and to not be bound and hindered by uh, lack of confidence and all of these different things that we deal with. So that's the segment today. Hey, you get your whole life. And I want to ask you as a mom, a woman um, juggling so many different things, motherhood, being a wife, following your dreams. What have you learned about yourself? Oh, this year alone, <laughs> it's been a very interesting year. Uh -huh. um, what I learned about myself, especially during the the pandemic is that I was not taking enough time out. Mm, and yeah. I, I thought that I was, you know, you go to work, you know, you got your side things you do. And, you know, on the weekends, you and your children go to the movies or they do this and they do that. And this actually, even though it was not really a great time, it afforded me a lot more time to spend with my family. Yeah. And so I saw things about myself that kind of like, I'm so used to being in my office and I'm just working on something, even when I don't have to. And I learned that I was always staying busy, busy, busy in my mind when it was okay to relax. It was okay to, to put down the 17 hats and say, this is just the hat that I'm wearing. I'm wearing wife and I'm wearing mother. And it's okay to just wear wife and mother. Yeah. And and so even with the different things that we've done in the past couple of weeks, so, you know, me and my family, we went out to the beach and we had an amazing time. I just kept saying, I needed this. I needed this. He's only been in college for like three months. And I'm like, well, what do you need? What's going on? You only been away from home for three months. But it made me see that he missed me. He missed my, his dad. He missed his sisters. He missed family. And he yeah. did need it, but that was the first time that he wasn't, you know. And so it taught me to pay more attention to the differences in my children, um, pay more attention to the differences in my husband, and not so much where they're, you know, on the surface, it doesn't look like they're okay. And for the most part, they are fine. I have a really silly family. But when it comes to really looking for what do they need in this part of their life? Yeah, not so much with going with the flow of a reactive type mother or wife. Let me be proactive in what do they need right now? What can I see? What can I um, look through and really see um, when it comes to who they are and their personalities and what it is that they would actually need going forward, how they need to be developed? what types of things that um, that challenges that they may be going through or maybe what type of challenges may be right up ahead. And yeah. so there's some of the things that I actually had to really look inside myself and say, hey, are you doing these things? And learn how to take the time out and know that it's okay if I stepped away from my business, which is doing fine. And yeah. so I think 
sometimes we just we get into this struggle. We only get on what they call it. We get on the struggle bus. And, you know, like you said, the comparison, I want to be doing this this time and I want to be doing that. And this person is doing that. And that person is moving and that person is moving. And sometimes I think it's just a time for rest. And um, that's kind of where this if this year has put me in a place of rest, though I'm still working, but I'm learning to have that overall balance that I didn't have in the very beginning. I love that. I love that. Before we end, I want to, um, and before I comment on that, I want to share that this segment of the show or this show has been sponsored by Blackology Coffee. So Blackology Coffee, it, I have my mug and I have my bag of coffee downstairs. I love it. It is my go-to. So check out Blackology Coffee. That will be at blackologycoffee.com. Um, go ahead and check them out. Uh, she was on here earlier, Lori Jones, the founder and owner. Uh, you can use our link to order your coffee. I'll put that up shortly. That is bit.ly backslash coffee and prayer. <laughs> so bit.ly backslash coffee and prayer. Thank you to Blackology Coffee Company for being our sponsor. Mm-hmm. If you are interested in being a sponsor of any of our shows, you can see uh, scrolling across the bottom. Contact us at info and coffee and collaborations.com on our website. Follow us on our Instagram or Facebook. We're also on Twitter. Check us out on YouTube. But if you want to be a sponsor, just email us and let us know. So, Frankia, what you were saying about um, about time and about, you know, everything you were just saying. I love that. I love that um, rest is a key component of what you realize. And I think many of us in this season have realized that to myself, I Jocelyn, so I love <laughs> yes. Um, what many of us have realized in this season is that that priorities, we, we understand, we began to understand priorities, right? We began yeah. to understand what's more important. And m- many of us in our lives and in our careers have focused on time management but I believe it became a focus of priority management, mm-hmm. stepping back from the things that were not essential in order to be successful mm-hmm. and realizing, you know, in certain relationships, what was significant and important. So Jocelyn says, hi, Frankia. Hello. <laughs> I have loved our time together. We're at the hour mark. Um, I want to thank you for joining us. Let me put up your, uh, ticker again so people can know how to get in contact with you guys grab that book um, is there anything that you would like to close out saying and then if there's anything because we believe the fan club I mean the fan podcast so that oh I meant to mention that we changed the name to fan podcast instead of fan club podcast so there will be a fan club but the podcast is just going to be called the ultimate fan podcast FAN is an acronym for Friends Accountability Network. So the ultimate Friends Accountability Networking Podcast. So I bring my friends and my network, and we hope to be able to keep you accountable as well as you can keep us accountable to different things. So Frankie, if there's anything we can keep you accountable to, please share with us as you uh, send out your closing message. Well, I guess if I wanted to say some words of encouragement to anybody that was watching today, just to be mindful that God can do anything and God can come and step into your situation and 
remove those barriers. He will send people. And sometimes you have to go forward to actually be intentional about getting those people and placing those people in different areas of your life. And remember that balance is key and God can bless you in rest. Oh, again. <laughs> they bless you in your rest. Yes. Think that, you know, I have to push, 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 push all the time because he's still blessing in the midst of you resting. And so we need those times balanced and we need those times with our family to cultivate our family and to ultimately, if you're trying to go somewhere different than, than what you've gone and done before, you always got to understand that your family has to be prepared to go with you. Yeah. And so you need to nurture your family in order to be able to get them going. And so they can be on the same, in the same place and you all can be on the same page with where you're trying to go and what you're trying to do. I love it. That's a great, that is a great ending to the segment. That's key. God can bless you in your rest. So Mm -hmm. uh, one of my mentors talks about resting and building. And so, you know, not living that hustle mentality mindset all the time. And that's the thing with vision. That's the thing with focus. That's the thing with having a plan and not allowing yourself to, uh, which I was guilty of being a people pleaser and trying to, you know, show up for everybody because that was a lack of walking in my true authenticity and my true purpose, you know, and that was a journey that I have been going on for years. But realizing that God can bless me in my rest because in my rest, I can focus. I can have clarity. I can get the full vision. I can get the right associations. God can bless us in our rest. So Jennifer says, great show. Thank you, Jennifer, for joining. And Jocelyn has said, unfortunately, we tend to make rest optional instead of mandatory. And it's absolutely something that should be mandatory. So thank you all for joining us on this morning with my friend, Frankia Booz. Uh, Oh, the blondes uh, this morning. (laughs) Oh, yes. We had to come up, come on out with the blondes this morning. (laughs) Bless your life. I'm joking. You guys, bless your life. (laughs) But it has been fun. Thank you all for joining. Make sure to take uh, down her information. Make sure to share the show and follow us. Go ahead and follow us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Coffee and Collaborations Media. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Coffee and Collaborations. And then, of course, you can go check out our website, which we do need to and will be updating very soon with some of the more recent things. But we have another show. Thank God it's Fashion Friday. We have a TV show, Love and Flow TV, which just aired this past Saturday. So we got a few things going on that we would love to share with you. Reach out to us and stay connected. But first, hey, you, get your whole life. Have a great day. Bye-bye.